Welcome back to RC Stuff, powered by Hobbywing. My name is Charlie Solanka, and I am alongside two-time drone racing champion of the world, Mr. Jordan Jet Temkin. Jordan, how are you today? I'm great. How's everyone else doing? Well, they can't respond to us, can they? They, they probably can. They could send us a message to rcstuff at hobbywing.com. If anybody has questions, comments, or concerns for the show, please do let us know via email. We'll be happy to address that and bring you on board as well. Awesome. What are we talking about today, Charlie? This week, we are going to talk about the wonderful world of scale rock crawling, and more specifically, the Hobbywing Axe FOC system. Oh, that was a lot of acronym going on right there. Letters and words and things that make no sense when you put them together, but we'll try to break it down for you. Jordan, have you had any RC rock crawling or scale rock crawling experience? So, it's funny enough, you ask. Um, I actually had my very first scale rock crawling experience, I want to say kind of end of summer, fall-ish time uh, last year when uh, Gab 707 was down visiting and we were doing some drone training uh, over at Die Hard RC, RC Park. Oh, uh, up in Snow Die Hard Hunger. RC Park, if yeah. you guys don't know, is a rad RC place. It's they a have very cool place. Racetrack, rock crawl, drone course. Proceed. Yeah. Yeah, so a bunch of RC stuff, and a few of the local uh, scale rock crawling enthusiast guys have been very, very, very hard at work designing and building a trail. Is it a trail? You call it trails? Yeah, course? definitely. Either or. Uh, but it goes around pretty much the entire park. Like, we're talking, in its current state, like a quarter mile right. long or longer. And it's, um, it's not just flat path that you drive no, along. There's no. obstacles, obstacles. Right. They've built obstacles. You go in between tree gaps and you climb up these big inclines. And they've done a bunch of little tiny miniature woodwork. So it's kind of like... It's, it's uh, tiny bridges. Yeah, tiny bridges and walkways and ramps and, and all sorts of cool, crazy things. And uh, Brett, the... the um, I guess, what do you call him? The guy who runs Die Hard RC. The fun ambassador. He's in yeah, charge of all the fun. He's in charge of all the fun. Let Gab and I borrow two of his uh, rock crawlers, and we kind of just have at it for like that, a good 45 minutes. That's the best part about rock crawling is you can give somebody who's never driven an RC car a rock crawler, set them loose, and not really worry about them slamming it into a tree, parking it, you know, jumping it or whatever, because it's a rock crawler. Goes right. It's, medium it's speed. not going too yeah. fast. Um, so it was it was a really really a lot of fun and it was a lot and I so I do a bit of off road, um, real real, real car real car off road a Land bit cruiser. here and there. I like to consider myself a, uh, a overconfident amateur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, funny enough, like that rock crawling, the scale of rock crawling really gives you those same, like problem solving puzzle solving tire placement driving yeah. up a crevice down a crevice where to watch out for axle hang so, yeah yeah it's really like so i'm a rock climber also um and the the reason i like rock climbing is a of a very similar uh idea it's you have this problem in front of you and you know you can get through it as long as you know what we call in rock climbing the beta um, and that means like the proper foot placement, the proper movements to get through it easily and smoothly. Okay. Like technique um, stuff. Right. It, the beta is kind of like the the step by step. 
um, for how do you get through a problem. Um, and, and to me, rock crawling is very, very similar. It's you have this obstacle in front of you and you know that your vehicle is capable as long as you follow the correct path, right? Uh, and it's finding that correct path and executing it well is kind of the whole process. Right. There's, it's an artwork, I guess you'd say, to yeah, be able to yeah, drive through this section of rocks that's very difficult. Sure, you could jump it. Sure, you could bash in and out of it. But to be able to drive across it in one clean, you know, fluid movement, I think is... Right. Elegantly, without right. destroying equipment, without... And, and I think that's been the appeal for a lot of folks, is that you can take a scale rock crawl truck, you can drive it for hours on end, and be entertained by 20 feet of rock crawling section. Like, you can have a rock garden in your backyard, you can have a small course on the side of an RC track, you can have an area at a hobby shop that's behind the building, and... You can go around your living room, yeah. over your couch... When I first got into it, I lived in Southern California. I worked at Novak, and these rock crawl guys came over, and they showed us rock crawlers. And mm -hmm. I said, okay. And then they took us out to the side of the building where there was a bunch of rocks. There's like this huge overflow drainage ditch, and they let us drive the trucks. I'm like, okay. And then they got out some cones, and they made a little course, and that changed everything because you had to drive. Right, you're constrained. And there was, you know, you could time each other, you could count the reverses, how to do it cleanly. And that, that kind of changed the game, you know, completely for me. I went to a rock crawl event and I, w I was hooked after that. And I've been a scale rock crawling nerd for longer than I care to admit. So let's say I personally do not own any RC cars, mm -hmm. but I want to get a rock crawler. Right. Yeah. I, I, what, what would it, where, where do you start? What do you do? So many, so many options there. There's, yeah, there's a lot of choices. It, today, what, what's like the standard scale size? So 10 like scale what? is very common. That's okay. a bread box size, give or take. If you've never seen an RC car, 10 scale is size of your lap, bread box size, give or take. What, what is a bread box for the younger audience? A loaf of bread. Back in my day, <laughs> you had a countertop device that held your bread, and it was the size <laughs> of a loaf of bread. So uh, a Tenth scale is one tenth the size of a normal vehicle. So also known as a shoebox. There you go. Would that, be, would that be a similar size? size? Maybe a lar larger than a shoebox if you wanted to split hairs. But <laughs> so that that's a that's the most common size. You can walk into any hobby shop or online store and find a ten scale rock crawler for probably two hundred to four hundred, five hundred bucks, depending on how outfitted sure. it is from various sure. different brands. Right. Um, you can always spend however much you want. Right. And to me, it's the easiest way to get into RC. Kids can do it. Um, your better half can do it. Your parents can do it. Everybody can rock crawl. That, that's what I found so far. Right. Axial Fest is a huge rock crawling event that's been a thousand paid entries deep for a couple years now. A and that, thousand paid entries? That's not something you see in what? RC events. People come out to support the event, to get their wristbands, to get into this huge raffle that they have, to be able to run these awesome trails. And that's all because of scale rock crawling is that much fun that you can take your whole family. My right. kid, I have a daughter that's 13 now, but she started doing rock crawling with me as soon as she could walk. She would go out to the events, and we got her a pink Jeep, and she drove along and hung out with other kids on trails. Even, you know, in fact, at Axial Fest is what set it off for her because – they kind of took over this whole campground 
and you could set your kids loose and not really right. worry about it because there was a and bunch they of they get absolute yeah. freedom like-minded which is people. all a kid wants right so yeah. i i let her loose she had a, a trail buddy and they went and drove rock crawlers for six hours and came back exhausted and stoked on their little trucks and bumped into people hey we saw your kid on trail it was awesome this that and the other thing so rock crawling is a very different form i guess you'd say of rc in the bigger picture of things it's yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a bit slower uh, and, at least not, from FPV is what we're I'm used to. Right. It's not a. There's competitions. There's rock racing. There's trail run. And there's courses and all these various forms of competition. But it's a very very different, I guess, atmosphere. That, I guess you'd say than racing and stuff like that. Sure. So. Sure. Um, but to to get back to your point, to if you want to get into an RC car, find a local hobby shop. Go down and see what folks are using. If there's a local rock crawl club or not. And basically pick up an RTR that'll get you going and start driving it around and having a good time. And usually that's all that's really needed. Some folks will run an RTR for years and years and not have any problems with the stuff that comes in it. Some of us, we get a little bit into it, and that's yeah. kind of where Hobbywing comes into play here. Yeah, what if I want to upgrade to right. the to a better better Some- yeah, you just want to make it better. People are always looking. You spent yeah. your money on your hobby. You got a little extra money. Where do I put my upgrades? And in the electronics world, RTR electronics are okay. They're not bad at all. They're price-friendly, all that fun stuff. But Hobbywing comes in as an aftermarket brand that brings in added features, usability, functionality that makes the experience a little bit more enjoyable. If you wanted to go as simple as a $40 drop-in upgraded speed control, Hobbywing offers something called the WP1080 Brushed Crawler Speed Control. And this is a favorite amongst not only hobby shops, because they sell them like hotcakes, but users, because they are bulletproof, reliable, very easy to set up, have all the features that you need, and some features that you probably don't need that make driving your car a little bit more fun and tunable, so to speak. Hmm. Um, If you wanted to go full bore, what I call my baby the AXE, the Axe Field Orientation or FOC sensor-based waterproof brushless system. That is the Cadillac of upgrades, if you will. Ooh. This system has, it's fully censored, it's waterproof, and it, it's the only speed control in the lineup that we have that has a Bluetooth built into it. So all you need to make sense, uh, setting changes is your phone and the app that's totally free from your various app stores. And you can change all the settings in the speed control and customize it. If you got kids that you want to let drive your car, this setup lets you turn the power down so you can limit the speed nice, and they, can, nice. they, they can't turn it back up through the radio. You can actually limit it in the speed control, which I think is super cool. But this is an all new brushless sensor-based system. And Censored, sensorless, all these extra words that go along with this. If you're an RC nerd, you probably know what most of this means. If you're not an RC nerd, it comes down to the tech that we use. In the world of powertrain, what makes the car go, you have brush motor systems, which is like essentially a drill motor, a very fancy drill motor. Then you have brushless systems, which are variable frequency, permanent magnet, DC... (laughs) Drive motors, right. AC. No, no, they're DC. The variable frequency is the AC part of it because they are powered by DC. So it's it's very confusing. But essentially, an RC car system is an AC motor that runs off a DC. And the fancy part of our AC is the speed control. And that's what Hobbywing makes, the motors and the speed controls. 
So if I have an RTR and right. I'm like, man, I want my RTR to be just a little bit better. I want more precision. I want more just control. Um, what, what, how will Axe FOC help me get that? Sure. So considerably more power in the bigger picture of things, uh, not just speed, but the ability to pull your heavy truck up a hill. Oh, it's a torque. Right. You get and more torque also. Also that the holding power, when you drive down a hill, the ability mm. for the truck to stop going down a hill, and then when you apply the throttle, have extremely good control driving down a hill. With a brushed motor setup or what comes in the truck, as you start to drive down the hill, the weight of the vehicle will pull it faster than the throttle that you're applying. So it'll start to go faster than you want it to go. And the only thing you can do is let off the throttle and stop and start, stop and start. With an FOC system, it has complete control over the RPM. Whatever throttle position you tell it to go is the RPM the motor is going to go. Oh. And if you're in a rock crawling, driving downhill is one of the trickier things to do. And these FOC systems, this axe system, makes that extremely friendly and something that anybody can do. So if I wanted to put that into to layman's terms slash my own words. Sure. Um, the a standard system is like an automatic transmission in your car. You're going downhill, and the only way to stop is to hit the brakes, or you just keep on rolling faster and faster. Where the FOC system is more like a manual transmission, where you you just have it in the gear and you're going the speed that you want it to because you have full control over what's going on. Yeah, very much so. Um, it it it. it it breaks it down more than that in that it's more like an automatic manual and that it picks the right gear and does all the clutching and shifting for you. But yes, very much so. You but have, it gives you that full-on precision right. from the driver's standpoint. In an RC car, you have a trigger that operates the throttle and the brakes mm -hmm. and the reverse at the same time. So in rock crawling, when we release the throttle and go to neutral, it just applies a ton of brakes. Got it. And that stops the truck. It's rock crawling brakes, if you will. And when you apply reverse... Which is engine braking, not necessarily... Well, I guess, is it always engine braking in an RC car? Yes, that's that's oh. all there is. The, in an electric okay. car, anyway. And right. then when you apply reverse, it goes instantly into reverse. So there's no way, as the car's rolling downhill, to hit the brakes, because it'll just go into reverse. Oh, so it's kind of like crawl control. It's automatic. Or hill, hill descent assist. Sort of. Okay. You can adjust these settings so that, let's say, you're at a 45-degree incline. Your truck will hold itself there, and then you can apply a little bit of throttle. And because it's a sensor-based FOC system, it'll drive down at that little bit of throttle speed, at like 4 or 5 RPM, whatever Got you it. want to call so it. So it won't have the, the weight of the, the car, just have it overpower the motor and take right. it away. It's, it's strong like enough be, to... being able to throttle and brake simultaneously. Ooh, that sounds nice. Right. But in a normal system that doesn't have this kind of RPM or throttle matching system, that's impossible. As soon as you are stopped on the hill and you go to apply the throttle, the weight of the vehicle is going to pull it down the hill faster than you're trying to go. If that right, right, right. So, and I, I definitely experienced that when I was playing around. Right. You'd be going downhill and you'd want to go a little bit slower so you could pick your lines, but it, it kind of just go. 
Yes, and the, it's physics, it's gravity, it's, right. it's lots of fun stuff, and most of the systems are going to be brushed in an RTR, and that's where that comes from. The exception being uh, Red Cat makes a full-option rock crawler that comes with an Axe FOC system, an upgraded servo, all the aluminum bits. It is a very impressive, out-of-the-box kind of full-option vehicle, and I'm, I'm very excited to see that. They actually include it with an official Hobbywind Axe FOC 550 system, so it's it's very Ooh, cool. impressive. So, another question. Please. Let's say I have a RTR rock crawler of some random brand and name and model. How do I know that this Cadillac edition uh, Axe FOC system would work and fit and be compatible with my car? Sure. It'll fit any 10-scale rock crawler that's out there if it has 1.9 size tires if it uses a 540 or a 550 size motor um it should fit the vehicle and work totally fine oh really so it's pretty standardized they're getting there i think that there's a lot of users that have started using either longer style 550 motors and that the most of the manufacturers that make a vehicle now give you some accommodations in the setup so you can fit these longer motors in them but if you're worried about that the 540 size motors definitely fit and they're a little bit shorter more like a standard rush motor if you will and it should have no problems whatsoever so this foc system is an esc and a motor uh yeah okay so it's a it's the complete powertrain package correct um it the speed control itself is give or take the size of your average brushless speed control maybe larger than your brushed speed controls that are out there but not by much compared to some of the rtr stuff so it should fit all the vehicles in the stock speed control location from all the installs that i've done thus far same for the motor oh cool and do you have to change anything else like batteries or uh, not usually the the nice thing about rock crawling is you don't need high performance batteries you don't need high performance plugs in most situations but it uh, definitely helps performance in these situations where you're you're clicking to full throttle a lot and you're not driving slowly as much as you are driving fast better plugs better battery packs that that's all going to make a big difference huh cool yeah i'm 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 thinking once it starts to warm up a bit my first car may be a rock crawler I, so you know what's super fun? FPVing your rock crawler. Right, and I, I have like a tiny little backyard yes. that's not enough for anything other than maybe like ten paces one direction. B- backyard rock crawl courses are the best. Right, so it, it might be a perfect fit for for my little area in the city. I'm yes. I, that's exactly what rock crawlers are perfect for, backyard tracks. Uh, garden rock crawl areas are fantastic. You can cruise around your backyard garden and stuff like that. It's a ton of fun. But if you guys have tuned in to hear a little bit more about the Axe FOC system, I, I have a couple nitty-gritty tech support yes, topics spiel us, that, I like, spiel us. that I like to talk about. And the big thing is usability and installs. So you got an XFOC system, you put it in, and you've run into some issues. The big thing that we run into today is that folks do the install, they do the calibration, and then they connect to the Hobbywing app, and then they have problems after that because we, well, in the end, it's because they did an update, and they, they omit that piece of information because a lot of times folks don't realize it. You connect an app, you hit OK, hit OK, hit OK, Slider bar goes across. Next thing you know, you're done. 
and you think that everything's supposed to work. I'm very much the same way. When I got my DJI system out and I had to plug it in and download apps, I was pulling my hair out. Like, I didn't know. Right, because no one wants to actually read those dialogue boxes. That Never. Pop up. I just kept yeah. hitting OK the whole way yes. through. Well, the Absolutely. problem is with the XFOC system, one of those OK boxes has some very important information for you. And it'll make your system not work if you skip it. So yeah. way that it works is you install the system, you uh, connect it, you update it, you calibrate it, and then you do the automatic motor pairing. And that's the part that is the Got tricky it. part. And that's yeah, what that, that final sense. OK screen is about. It's a process that involves unplugging the speed control from the receiver, removing the pinion gear, or at least disengaging the pinion gear from the spur gear, and then turning on the speed control, holding down the set button for, I think it's like 10 or 15 seconds. It'll start to blink. Motor will run at a slow speed. The motor will then run at a higher speed. And what it's doing is actually calibrating these FOC sensors for the speed control to allow everything to work correctly. A lot of Got folks. It. So it's, it's synchronizing. It's making sure that they're buddies. Yeah. It, it's it basically a couple things changed when they did the fir- when the firmware update happened to allow for better communication, higher speeds. We also added in a couple features for downhilling and, and a couple other small, small little nuances, I guess you'd say, that just make the system work better. But in turn, you got to do this sensor reset. Even if the system's brand new, even if you didn't update it, if you have any sort of problems, you can do this automatic motor pairing, the sensor reset process, and that'll get you going. If you need to see it, go on YouTube, punch in Hobby Wing Official Automatic Motor Pairing or Axe Motor Sensor Reset. And that'll show you a video of me sitting there doing this process. It's 47 seconds long, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's, all I did was a sensor reset. I tried not to babble. And it makes it very easy. And like I said, you have to do it with the pinion gear removed or at a minimum the motor disengaged from the spur gear because if there's load on it, that'll cause some problems. Sure, because it's not calibrating right. as it thinks it is. And then another one that came up in the tech support line, because I do the tech support here. So if you guys have called... Hobby Wings tech support, and you talk to that jerk on the phone, that's me, I apologize. Mondays are bad. Call me Tuesday after 4 p.m. That's the good time. That's the happy time. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But there's a situation that we've run into where the magnet in the motor of the steering servo has been interfering with the sensors in the end bell of the axe motor. Because the motor butts up right to the servo in a lot of these installations. And some of the servos have such strong motors in them that the magnetic field, if you will, from the motors inside the servo are interfering with the motor, and they make it do all sorts of goofy stuff. Most notably, it'll hesitate or act weird at full throttle. It'll work okay at slow speeds, but when you give it full throttle, it'll start to chatter and do some weird stuff. In some extreme situations, it won't even work at low throttle. It'll just chatter the whole time, and it won't work at all. A solution came to us through a couple different users, and I feel bad that I didn't look up his name ahead of time, but he's from Texas, and I want to say his name is Dave. It starts with a D, so shout out to him for the awesome awesome patience and working through me. And he actually sent me some pictures and some very easy notes that his fix was to get a fender washer from the local hardware store that was galvanized. It's like an inch and a quarter, something like that. And he double-side taped it to the end bell of the motor. And that steel galvanized washer acted as a shield to stop the sensor or the magnets in the servo motor from interfering with the sensors, and everything worked like it was supposed to. So like 20 cents, and he was good to go. 
Could you could you just put a piece of aluminum foil between the two? Yes, uh, foil, um, any sort of shielding. In some situations, we've had folks add a piece of foil. It got a little better, so they added more and more foil until it worked itself all the way through because they were working on their cars late at night. They didn't want to go to the hardware store. Sure. But, yes, um, basically it, it comes down to some of the servos out there have such strong magnets because, like, if you take a, a steering servo, you can a body clip will stick to it. A washer will stick to it. That's a very strong motor that's in there. It's putting out right. a magnetic well, field. Well, and it's got to be because it's it needs the torque, right? If exactly. Rock crawling. Yeah, very much so. So that'll actually interfere with the the sensors that are inside the motor because they're so close together. And that's oh. been a super rad fix. That's been very easy, and a lot. Uh, it's been common. If you guys have emailed our tech support, North America at Hobbywing.com. You've probably gotten an email back that had a big rundown of all this stuff. And we thank you for your feedback, letting us know that worked, and all the guys who've shared pictures with us and just replied and said, yeah, that got it. That helps us make sure that we're moving in the right direction. And good news for everybody, uh, we are working with engineering to come up with some sort of better solution, a plate inside, a steel end bell, something along those lines so that this is a non-issue. But in the end, um, this is a quick and easy fix. Right. Funny little gremlins. Always happens. RC, RC, RC. Yeah. That's the way it is. But other than that, XFOC has been <laughs> the XFOC has been awesome. If you have not heard about the Charlie Show, you can go on YouTube, punch in Hobbywing Official, the Charlie Show, and you will find several videos of me beating the life out of the Hobbywing <laughs> XFOC system. <laughs> I treat it like a submarine. We drive it underwater. I've, I've had 540 system in my truck. The 2300 was in my truck for I want to say 18 months of hard abuse before the 550 came out and that one has been getting flogged on a very regular basis now as well so nice well i hope you didn't beat the life out of it it still has life left in it i passed it on to the loaner truck actually it's still so it it had the life continue it's it's life still continues one of the coolest parts of my job jordan has been the task of go out and try to break this. So Mm -hmm. I I try to wear it out and or break it. Oh, I know. I'm very aware. You still are one of my testers (laughs) for my frame stuff. Um, Cool. Yeah. I mean, this just makes me want to get a rock crawler more and more. It's Even people's girlfriends like rock crawling. I'll I'll leave it at that. Oh, really? Right. Because you get out in nature, you go hiking, you get to be one-on-one with your lady talking about fun stuff about RC rock crawling. They actually, I haven't met too many folks that don't dig rock crawling. So yeah, it, it seems like a nice entry level kind of, uh, relaxing experience. Hours of runtime. I mean, you get yeah. real basic stuff. You get to drive the car for hours and hours. They don't break really, on one battery. Yes. Oh, wow. I run, um, like an 1800 three cell in mine. And I get about mm. an hour of runtime out of that. Jeez. If you and if you run a five thousand milliamp pack like you're supposed to, you get like two, three, four hours, no problem whatsoever. Just nonstop, huh? Yeah. I mean, you're going that's, four miles an hour. Sure, sure. That's that's still pretty incredible. Wow. All right. Well, I guess uh, research for me continues. More nerd topics to cover. Awesome. Cool. Well, I I, I that was definitely learning experience for me thank you for telling us all about the xfoc system excellent my pleasure i've been running a rock crawl club for going on 
six or seven years now. We call ourselves the Sonoma County Scalers, and the second Sunday of every month for as long as I've lived in Northern California, it feels like we've been doing these, and we get together and drive rock crawlers, build a course, and it's 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 super fun. And I would have thought I would have been burned out years ago, but here I am, loving it every month. So there may be a rock crawling group near you. Yes, they're all there very over. likely will be. Yep. Scale rock crawling, RC rock crawler, those are the terms you want to search in your social medias and whatnot. Well, thank you everyone for stopping by to RC Stuff powered by Hobby Wing. Uh, once again, if you want to contact us, you can go to rcstuff at hobbywing.com. Shoot us an email, uh, shoot us some text, shoot us a voice message, shoot us a video. Your choice on the media, but we will do our best to get back to you uh awesome well thanks again for everyone uh this has been jordan temkin i'm here with charlie swanka have a nice day see you everybody